We so thank you for joining us at Connections Podcast. We, as educators of human connection, invite and encourage healing and facilitate personal growth through impeccable honesty, rigorous personal responsibility, and vulnerable humility. We invite everyone who's interested in gaining greater connection with oneself, others, and God to continue on your educational road to happiness and joy through our simple yet life-changing three-step curriculum. First, search our library for personal learning, podcasts, videos, and workbooks. Second, register with our classroom for familial, parental, expert, and business classes. And third, join our community for personal coaching and group practicums. Thank you again and enjoy our podcast. Good morning and welcome to Connections Classroom Podcast. I'm Jody Hildebrandt and I want to talk this morning about our most basic need as human beings slash spirits and that is the need for connection the absolute necessity to be connected, to stay as consciously as possible for as long as possible connected. And once you have some type of disconnect, that you are actively searching that out so that you can reconnect as quickly as possible. So you don't spend too much time disconnected because in that space of disconnect, um, we as humans don't do too well. So uh, something I share with a lot of people is that, and this is something I absolutely believe in, is that we are not uh, human beings having a spiritual experience. Rather, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so to shift that around and make the focus on the fact that we are souls, we are spirits, um, having this mortal experience, this, this human experience here on earth. And whether we have decades here on the planet, or we are um, only here for hours or days or months or years, all of us have had the experience of being born and uh, receiving a body. And we have been charged with learning about our bodies, managing our bodies, respecting our bodies, honoring our bodies, connecting with our bodies, nourishing them, being proactive with them, caring for them, and nurturing them. That is each of our responsibilities. There's nobody else who can actually do that for us. And so depending on what kind of environment we were raised in, some of us learned how to do that really well. And others of us, and I would say probably the majority of us, uh, did not learn how to care for our physical bodies in all the different senses of that word of care for and nurture the physical body. And so that is a responsibility that all of us um, um, have been given. And inside that physical body is our soul. And that's where I want to focus my attention this morning is talking about our souls and how the most basic need for our spirit is to be connected. So you might say, what, what am I connecting to? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So every child that is born, which means all of us on the planet have had this experience. Every child that is born seeks for 
desires, and needs connection. Though children will physically mature with proper nourishment, so they will mature as well with proper emotional and spiritual nourishment. However, without either physical or emotional nourishment, the baby or child will not develop into a healthy adult being. So for most of us, we have received adequate physical nourishment and our grown bodies are evidence of that need that's been satisfied. However, for many of us, we have not either received from our immediate environment or our surrounding environments as we were growing, as we were maturing, adequate emotional or spiritual nourishment in the forms of validation, being um, having access to, to principles that have truth, truth with a, um, a capital T. Um, we've not had uh, emotional and spiritual nourishment in the forms of feeling and being safe to be vulnerable. Uh, we haven't had uh, compassion or people haven't taught us to hold boundaries or respect their boundaries. We have not been invited to be accountable for the choices and the outcomes that those create. We might have had experiences where people have not modeled appropriate accountability for us. Um, We've not been taught how to be emotionally honest, whether uh, we've been allowed to not be emotionally honest or we've watched other people that were raising us not be emotionally honest. We might have experienced a lot of instruction, like being told what to do, or we've had a lot of controlling behavior around us. But with all of that instruction, we had very little validation, um, very little compassion, or maybe we received a whole lot of um, not being held accountable, not being invited to be emotionally honest, which is what I would call enabling. Maybe we had a whole bunch of enabling, and that felt really validating because I basically got to do what I wanted. Yet through that enabling, I was not being held responsible for my choices and how to clean up the consequences of my choices, and I was not required to be honest about my choices or my emotions. So whatever is the case for you, all of us, specifically when we were children, it would have been ideal if we had had environments that could have provided all of those needs. And here's the reality. For the masses, it's just not a reality that most of us experience that. So I am not suggesting or inviting you to start blaming people because if you're one of those people which you you know the 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 likelihood is that you are if you're one of those people that did not receive the basic spiritual and emotional needs that were required for you to develop into a healthy mature adult this isn't about go blame someone this is about perk your ears up pay attention and let's learn together about how right now, whatever age you may be, whatever emotional state you might be in, let's learn together what you need to do to, one, take responsibility for your own choices um, and start learning how to be emotionally honest. Uh, your environment did all that they knew how to do. They gave you the best that they had, and that was adequate for whatever setting you were in. And now it's your responsibility to pick up the, the baton and move it forward in your life in, in, uh, as far as you know, learning how to be emotionally honest and responsible for oneself. Um, so 
being able to be aware that you still are in need of those things. Even though you're an adult, you still need to be validated. You still need to learn how to validate. You need to know and be acknowledged and be vulnerable and have experiences with compassion and experiences with connection and boundaries. You need to learn how to be emotionally honest and hold yourself accountable to the truth of what's going on inside your life. Um, when you do those things, you will have the outcomes or the fruits of feeling connection with yourself, with another person, if they too are living in a similar manner and with God or a higher power. So I need all of those characteristics in my life, no matter what my age is, those characteristics that I just mentioned are healing and they empower each of us to practice self-respect, self-dignity, self-value. It reminds us of our spiritual beginnings. Remember, we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a human experience. And so it brings us back to our roots. It brings us back to where we began. And it invites us to come back to our soul and really, um, again, practice love and care for ourselves. All of those characteristics will invite you into something called connection. The one thing that we've all been searching for since the day we were born is connection. We need as humans slash spirits, we need to feel and be known. We need to be connected to God uh, or a higher power that we understand has more authority or um, awareness than we do. We need to know what it feels like to be connected to ourself and be connected to other people. We as humans don't function properly or do well in life without being connected. When people aren't connected or do not experience connection, whether it be by their own choices that then preclude them from attaining connection or, and, or it's probably a combination of both and, or the choices of others. So, um, others teaching me to disconnect, uh, slash others not being available to connect to when that happens, uh, we begin to act out in a plethora of ways. So acting out is just a catch all for we get sick. The human family becomes emotionally and spiritually sick and begins to show signs and symptoms of the disconnect. And here are some of the ways that we as human slash spiritual beings act out our, our sickness is we develop addictions. We have unexplained fears. We have thoughts that are full of distortions. We believe uh, false beliefs about ourselves, like I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, I'm not enough, I'm bad, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I'm incapable. I mean, there are thousands of distorted thoughts and, and um, um, erroneous uh, uh, perceptions that we have about ourselves. We uh, don't know how to hold boundaries, and so we lack setting them. We engage in conflicts and fighting inside of our relationships and inside of ourselves. We um, self-neglect. We have confusion about reality, what reality is and what the truth is. We engage in hatred and blaming. Um, 
we, we do that to ourselves and to other people. We have intense sadness or incredible depression, confusion, grief, entitlement, feelings of loss and anxiety, longstanding resentments of anger, generalized shame, unwillingness to repent and forgive, lack of compassion, unwillingness to surrender. We refuse to move forward. We take things personal. We take people personal. We engage in controlling behaviors and mindsets. We're constantly distracting myself and others from the reality of what is present. Oh my goodness. That's just a, a huge list of very destructive behaviors that we as human beings engage in when we disconnect. So because we um, are in need of connection, we all need validation. All of us need validation. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, please listen. I've done numerous podcasts on what validation is and the power of validation. We all need to know what it feels like to be heard. We all need to be seen, to be known, to be understood and witnessed. When you feel those things and you know that another person or even yourself or if you know that God or a higher power is aware of you in those ways, you will feel a sense of connection. You will. And the way, the way you know that you're in connection is you will feel a sense of peace. You will feel calm. You will feel centered. It'll be like all is well. Even though outside your figurative walls, um, life is swirling and there's all these other acting out behaviors going on around you, you will feel a sense of serenity and solitude and oneness with yourself that is inexplainable. It, it just, you settle with it and, um, you know, that, uh, all is, all is, uh, is in order. Even though you may not have experienced this type of nourishment when you were young, you are still starving for it, this, this connection. And you probably don't even know it. And so what I'm suggesting there is that, you know, for many people, I would say the majority of the people, they came to the earth, um, um, obtained a body, and because of the environments they were living in, there was a lot of disconnect inside the environments. And so they just slowly, as a baby, as a child, began to learn through modeling how to disconnect. Um, and, you know, again, this isn't about blaming anyone. It's about just understanding that that's what happens. You know, if I'm born into a home where there's not a lot of connection, then I'm not going to get the validation that I needed. I'm not going to be encouraged to be vulnerable and talk about my feelings and um, be willing to uh, take responsibility for my actions. Or maybe I'm taught that, you know, it's all my fault. Like I'm always responsible for everything. You know, I go to one extreme or the other with responsibility. Um, and so it's more of learning how to balance what is mine versus what is not mine. And if I'm not taught those kind of characteristics from a child, then I just naturally learn what it is that my environment taught me. And that's what I do inside my adulthood. So I'm hoping that anyone who's listening to this is willing to assess and like, you know, kind of diagnose yourself and say, where am I? You know, how much validation, how willing am I to be vulnerable and be emotionally honest and take responsibility for my choices and my outcomes? Uh, be open and humble and, and uh, um, transparent 
and be willing to be taught new things. Like, where do I stand in all of that? Or am I the kind of person who's closed, who's rigid, who says I'm right, who is scared to be emotional, who is scared to be emotionally honest, who, who is unwilling to be vulnerable and say, I don't know the answers. Um, am I the kind of person that says things are fine just the way they are? I don't want to change. Um, are you in a relationship where someone is begging you to emotionally connect with him or her? And you're like, nah, I'm good. Things are fine. You know, if that sounds like you, I really hope that you will humble your little soul and listen to not only what that person is inviting you into, but also my invitation to learn the principles that actually create the outcomes of connection because you are missing out. My friend being able to connect with another person, there is nothing more beautiful, more loving, more safe feeling in this world than to feel and know that you are connected to, um, either another being to God, to yourself, because you know that you're living in a state of reality. So the symptoms of the human spirit or body not receiving adequate validation look like or sound like the following. You ready? All the characteristics I just read off. So, you know, having unexplained fear and fighting inside your relationships and self-neglect and long-standing resentments, all those characteristics um, uh, suggest that you are a being that struggles to feel emotions of the daily experience, um, you know, your daily experience, especially when those experiences are producing uncomfortable or unpleasant emotions. So if I have an experience, which you're having thousands of them throughout the day, if I have experiences and I'm unwilling to feel the emotions that are connected to those experiences, then I am um, going to have, it's not just it might happen, it's I will live in a state of disconnect. Because experience is there to have you connect with it. And inside every experience are the facts, like like the reality, like what actually happened, the storyline. And then there's emotion that goes along with the storyline. So this morning, um, I picked up a rock. It's a good-sized rock. It's pretty heavy. And um, it slipped out of my hand and just about uh, got my foot. And I had sandals on. And that would have been really not only painful, physically painful, but that would have been um, very disturbing to my soul as well. Um, I felt a lot of fear and then I felt a lot of gratitude that it just uh, missed my foot. And so here I was having an experience. But what if I wasn't willing to feel that experience? What if I got mad at the rock or got angry at, you know, me being klutzy or started blaming, um, uh, you know, whatever myself, um, the fact that, uh, you know, my, my age precludes me from picking up rocks these days. And, you know, what if I went into all this distortion, that would be an indication that I'm not willing to actually experience what I just experienced in truth and feel emotions that would attach to this, this reality of truth. Rather, I would have distorted it by going into rage or fear or anger or blaming or um, 
distracting myself or having a resentment towards my body that isn't strong like it used to be. Those would all be ways that I would uh, evidence that I was going into this disconnect and um, have symptoms of disconnect, which is these these characteristics that I was uh, just naming off. Um, so when I go into this disconnect, I will also use some form of denial to block the discomfort of the emotional experience from affecting me. Um, and so I would verbalize or act like um, the experience doesn't affect me by saying things like, I'm fine, or it wasn't as bad as I thought, or I need to look on the bright side, or, um, you know, I, I was really fortunate that the rock didn't hit me. There are so many, many ways that we use denial to not allow the reality of the experience to be present in our lives, and thus the emotions of the reality of the experience to accompany the discomfort of the experience. So, for example, me almost dropping the rock on my foot, I felt fear, and and I felt fear because it was appropriate because it just barely missed my toe. So that adrenaline kicked in, and instead of blaming something and going into distortion, I went into truth and acknowledged that the rock almost hit me and acknowledged that the rock didn't hit me and felt a sense of gratitude. But I also felt a sense of fear because it was so close. It was like anticipating, like, oh, my goodness, that was just just an inch away from my foot. And I'm so grateful that it didn't uh, hit my foot. So if I'm willing to go into uh, this kind of truth, then I won't use any kind of denial to um, obfuscate my view of these distorted thoughts um, of blame and, and resentment to come in. If I don't do that, then denial becomes very creative in an attempt to block myself from any experience, any discomfort. So this is when I engage in like um, uh, any of those behaviors I just read. So the, fa the, the human family gets sick when they disconnect and they start acting out in these ways. That is what happens when I engage in disconnect. I will engage in addictive behaviors or attitudes, any kind of addictive behavior. I use it to distract not only myself, but all those who, um, who might invite me to engage in the uncomfortable experience. So, you know, let's say that I live in a family that disconnects. So I'm going to uh, disconnect and I'm going to distract all of them too. And it's really easy to distract them because they're already disconnected. They'll just follow the distraction. And what we're all doing is trying to stay away from the uncomfortable experience, the emotion of the uncomfortable experience. So addictions are, addictions are just one way that I attempt to control attempt. It's just an illusion. I don't really do it, but it looks like I am. It's an attempt to control the emotion of the experience. Therefore, there are thousands of other ways to um, play out or act out the same outcome. So hopefully you can appreciate or understand a little bit more clearly why so many of us are walking around um, in these um, reactionary, distracted, denial-filled, distorted um, presentations because so many of us are lacking connection. You know, it just breaks my heart as I sit here and think about the billions of people on the planet 
and how so few of us know that we need connection. We need it. And, and even though we might need it logically, we know it, we don't know how to create it. We don't know how to, how to, how to, you know, engage it. And so I'm here to explain to you how to do that. Even if it's just with yourself, you can create connection just with yourself. It feels really good to connect with another soul. And, you know, there probably are other souls around you, other, you know, people around you. They may not be blood related. They might be, um, you know, people at work or your friends or um, distant relatives. They, they may not be immediate family members, which is really sad because most of us want to connect with our immediate family members. Kind of like, you know, it's, it's a right. If I have, um, if, if you're genetically connected to me, then we should connect. <laughs> and it's been my experience that, and this is unfortunate, is that usually it's the family members that we don't connect to. Um, you know, blood does not equal connection. So from this position of needing connection, which means validation, emotional honesty, I need to be um, taught how to be vulnerable, recognize my vulnerability. Um, I need compassion. I need an invitation to being responsible for my choices and own the consequences of my choices. Um, so from this position of needing connection, but not knowing or feeling I need connection. So what that suggests is that some of us, even though we need it, we may not know that we need it. It's kind of like, um, uh, I just heard of a woman, unfortunately, just last weekend who died of, uh, dehydra dehydration. She was on a, uh, um, um, some kind of a, a group, uh, trek and, she was out with a lot of people. However, obviously she didn't hydrate herself adequately and she died. She was just a young woman. She had a couple kids. Um, and so she was unaware. She was not knowing that she needed something. So it's very similar to that. The body, um, I don't know if she just ignored her cues or um, she didn't feel her cues, but her body was telling her she needed something and she didn't respond. So from this position of needing connection, spiritual and emotional connection, but not knowing or feeling that you need the connection, people will feel numb. They have learned to limp along in life just as they, as they would have if they, have actually, you know, if they had fractured their ankle. Um, they begin to uh, accommodate that initial pain of the fractured ankle, right? The wound of the fractured, fractured ankle. And then they don't feel the pain any longer. So they limp along for a period of time and the pain starts going away. And uh, the noticeable uh, limp is present because, you know, they never got it checked or, or healed or fixed or set correctly. And so now they have a limp, but the pain's gone. So the limp is always present and they begin to believe and live life thinking that this is as good as it's going to get. And I'll just have to tolerate this limp. That is what happens emotionally and spiritually as well. We live in a state, for whatever reason, where validation or lack of validation, lack of honesty and accountability and humility is not present, and that becomes our norm. And so we often don't even know what we're missing. We don't even know we're lacking anything until someone invites us. Or maybe it's not someone. Maybe it's we have some kind of impression 
or we meet someone and go, God, I really like them. I, I, what, what is it about them? They really are attractive to me. Something perks our interest and invites us to connect with them. And we immediately feel confused or threatened or scared or think they're strange or they're too emotional or maybe they're hormonal or odd or effeminate or sappy. Um, we think they need to toughen up. You know, their emotions are kind of wimpy. They're kind of whiners. They're babies. They're immature. They're touchy feely. You know, all these statements to describe um, emotion. <laughs> and really what's happening is that we are sensing or experiencing their connection. Um, but because we don't know how to obtain it for ourselves, that kind of emotional vulnerability scares us. It, it kind of, you know, what I call freaks us out. And we believe it's all about them. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with them? And the truth is, is that I'm just reacting to uh, this emotion that I'm experiencing, this connection that I'm experiencing. And when I, if I'm reacting this manner of being panicked or judgmental or afraid or entitled or unwilling, or I think I'm right, they're wrong, or I'm unwilling to be teachable, or I'm not humble or open, um, then it's me. Okay. If I'm reacting in some way like that, it's always me. And what that means it's me is that I'm the one that needs to look at why I'm saying, you know, what's wrong with them. Why are they acting strange? How come they're so emotional? Every time when I react that way, it's me. So connect, connect that dot that it's you. It's your trigger, which is saying something about you, not the person who is inviting you into connection by sharing emotions. So when we attempt to control or block or avoid or distract or deny or hide or, um, or ignore emotions, the outcomes will always be that we cannot connect. Okay, I want to say that again. Very important. Every time we get triggered about something, um, you know, so when we get triggered, that means we're feeling an emotion and we attempt to control that emotion or block that emotion or avoid it or distract or deny or hide from it or ignore it. The outcome will always be that we will not be able to connect. See how important emotions are? Emotions, emotions are the portal into connection. You have to experience them. You will have them. It's not like you don't have emotions. It's that we keep trying to avoid them or hide from them or distract from them or, or lie about them or deny them away. Connection is the one thing you need. Emotions. You need all of them. That's the entry place of connecting with self and others and your higher power or God. So I want to tell you a story, and this story is very common um, as far as the principles of the story for lots of different relationship dynamics. So this could be a parent-child. This could be two really good friends that they've known each other for a while. This could be husband and wife. Anybody who is in a relationship that wants to have intimacy, this, these principles apply to you. So I'm going to tell a story about a husband and a wife. But again, listen to the principles and apply it to any of your relationships that you um, would like to have intimacy with. However, um, it's it's eluding you. So this is the a story of the outcomes 
of a relationship between a husband and wife where one person is in um, is in like desiring connection and the other person has um, unfortunately been raised in an environment and again this is not blaming the environment it's just what was the experience of this person they were raised in an environment where they were not um, taught directly how to manage emotions, be connected to emotions, honor emotions, value emotions, and be responsible for emotions. And therefore, they've not learned how to emotionally connect with themselves and therefore another person. So this husband and wife, um, they meet each other, you know, early 20s, uh, get married and start uh, living their lives together. And they um, have a family and very stereotypical as far as here um, in America, stereotypical. Uh, They both get their education and they have a handful of kids and um, they both uh, uh, decide to um, have jobs. And and, uh, one at one point in their life decides to stay home and take care of the kids and the other person provides for them financially. And as this woman starts waking up as she continues to mature, she starts waking up to the fact that she wants more intimacy, more emotional closeness with her spouse. And so she goes through her 20s and her 30s and she um, starts entering into her 40s and she realizes that uh, she doesn't have this connection with him. And so she starts searching for how she can um, more so invite him to connect. And, and really, she can't even figure out why she doesn't have this connection. She can't figure it out in herself, and she doesn't understand um, what the principles are for connecting. So she starts learning principles. She goes to some therapy and she starts reading some books. And she starts realizing that what's lacking in her relationship is her ability to be really emotionally honest with herself and to be accountable for the choices that she makes and inside those choices that she's not been very honest with her spouse about how she feels about things. And so she is then invited to start being honest, emotionally honest with him and sharing her feelings and how she is affected and how when he says certain things or when he does certain things, how she then interprets those things. And that's really frightening because it means that she's being required to be vulnerable. She's required to risk with her husband. And that's frightening to do that when you risk with another person because they might look at you and go, no, I'm not doing that anyways. You know, I don't care about you. And so uh, she and I were talking the other day, and I really invited her and encouraged her to be willing to be honest with him. And, you know, uh, how can he enter into um, um, showing up in a similar way if you never describe what it is that you're looking for with him? And so she made some um, attempts and did the best she knew how and went home and invited him and it just, quote unquote, turned into another argument. And so week after week, she would come back and say, oh, it's not working and I don't know what to do. And and I, I'm just tired of this and I'm so scared that he's never going to change. And I so badly want to be connected with him. And our kids are getting ready to leave the house. And it's just going to be he and I, you know, rattling around in this house. And we won't know how to connect with each other. And oh, what do I do? 
And I said, well, you know, why don't you invite him to come in here and I can help you and help him understand what it is that you're actually wanting. Because the truth is, is that he wants it too. He just doesn't know it. (laughs) And she said, well, you know, he had said that if nothing ever changed in his life, he'd be totally content living the way that he is. And that really scared her. And I said, well, that may be the case because he may not have ever known of what emotional connection could feel like. And so for him, it's like never tasting um, um, uh, uh, chocolate or never knowing what a cool breeze feels like or never knowing what um, jumping into refreshing, clear water feels like. If you've never had it, then you can't know that you're missing it or longing for it. But once he... Um, partakes of that, once he has a taste of that, I guarantee you that his soul is going to want more of that because it is a basic need of his spirit. And so she's like, awesome, <laughs> let's do it. So bless his heart. He was humble enough to come in. He's like, I will come in because it's important to you. And, you know, he came in, um, I believe, uh, thinking that this is about her and what it is that she needs. And as we sat and talked and I had the opportunity to um, invite him into to understanding what connection actually is and how to um, activate the principles of connection to invite those principles into his life. He was all over that. He was like, wow, that sounds great. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to understand. It's a whole other thing to do it. So, you know, he is starting to practice those principles uh, this week. So we'll get an update in the next time they come in to see how he's doing. But he was very open. He was very humble. He was very, you know, amenable to learning these principles and practicing how to validate, practicing how to acknowledge that he's a vulnerable uh, soul that he's he's in this human experience as a spirit having a very vulnerable experience you know um, uh, it, we, we've never had this experience before this is all new for all of us and so he was very willing to understand that to listen to some more podcasts to read more material and learn how to engage the principles of connection so that he could have that not only for himself, but also share that with his wife. Um, he was very interested in um, if there's a way to feel closer to her and more um, empathy for her and also for himself and for his relationship with God, he was very much willing to engage that. So as always, you get to choose. Would you like a relationship or relationships that are connected, validating, compassionate, open to being vulnerable, inviting, like your relationship invites emotions and that there's emotional honesty and personal accountability, or you can choose to block those things and be inside of an illusion because that's what will happen. When you try to block that stuff from coming in, you will enter an illusion that everything is fine. Yet live in a way where you get around those people who express those kind of characteristics of um, vulnerability and validation and and emotions, and you'll be very uncomfortable around them. Um, You won't uh, know what to do when people show up like that. You'll think that there's something wrong with them. Um, So you get to invite which one you want. 
Which one will you choose? If you choose to experience few to no emotions, you choose to live in this disconnected space, you will experience surface, little to no vulnerability, casual relationships. Um, uh, you'll live like on the periphery of things. You'll just uh, feel like things are okay or things are fine. If you want that, just know that you still are in need of connection and you still will desire it, yet you'll be unable to provide it for yourself or others. You'll possibly experience frustration and disappointment or distance from your relationships because some of your relationships might desire to be or have connection with you, but because you won't be active in those principles, you can't create it. But at any time, you can choose to do so, and I hope that you will. I invite you, strongly invite you to be willing to enter into living principles of validation, um, acknowledging your vulnerability, acknowledging that you have needs, acknowledging that you don't know everything, acknowledging that, that compassion, giving compassion and receiving compassion is necessary for you to live in a life of connection that it's, it's vitally important and needed for you to be emotionally honest and humble and accountable. So you may experience the beautiful fruits of connections with those you love and with yourself and with your maker. So it is my sincere desire and hope that you will listen to this podcast. And if anything in here has touched you in any way that stirs in you, to desire to understand how to reconnect back with your own soul, please you know, search out those people that has a really good skill set of teaching you how to connect and go get the help that you need because the outcomes of connection, living in connection, are the most loving, powerful um, way that you could ever possibly hope to live. That is my hope for you. My friends, stay connected. We so appreciate you and your support in spreading this crucial message to your family, your friends, and your coworkers. Your greatest compliment to us would be for you to refer your loved ones to the podcast and classes at connectionsclassroom.com. Please go on to YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and follow us for continual education, motivation, and truth. Stay connected, my friends.